dear future husband, dear future wife. Listen, we are on season three of this podcast, and this month we are kickstarting this amazing 2023 with the month of love. And all month we're talking about self love, we're talking about love, we're talking about black love. It's only fitting, right? Because it's Black History Month, but we're talking about all things love. And this month we are kickstarting the month of February, um, the, the fresh season, and we're kickstarting with Dr. Nina Brown. If y'all have not heard this woman before, she is phenomenal. She has been on our Instagram live. She's been a part of our clubhouse. And listen, we want to chop it up with her because we know she's got a lot of gems that she has to share. And I'm sure y'all are going to thoroughly kickstart. Enjoy this kickstart with her. So without further ado, we want to get right on into the conversation. Hey, Dr. Nina Brown, welcome to Dear Future Husband Wife Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, Miss Simone. How are you today? I'm doing phenomenal. We are we're doing this thing. We we did. you keep starting it off in a in a phenomenal way. Black love is a wonderful thing. It's a one love in itself is a wonderful thing. But black love in this day and age is absolutely extraordinary. Yes. So tell us about what you tell us about yourself. For those who have not seen you on an Instagram live or heard you on Clubhouse. Tell us about who Dr. Nina Brown is. Well, I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. Um, I'm a teacher, a mentor. Um, I'm an advisor. I'm a realtor. I am a published author. Um, but I am also a preacher of this extraordinary gospel. I've been preaching the word of God for about 10 years. Wow, I didn't realize how long it's been. Maybe a little bit longer than that. You know, you start to get old, you forget stuff. <laughs> You're seasoned, definitely seasoned. Not only I am seasoned, girl. I'm seasoned. I might be a little crispy, but I'm seasoned. See what I mean, y'all? This this woman right here. We don't try to stay within the time, but we don't know if it's gonna be possible. So listen, we are both chasing after a a community that we know that there's major warfare whenever you decide to go for marriages, go after marriages, petition for the singles. You have a calling on your life and God has given you a unique assignment as well. You got a conference coming up in Jersey. Tell us about that and how is that going? Listen, the enemy is trying to fight me on every angle to ensure that this conference doesn't happen. Um, the conference is entitled, If I Can Be Honest. Nice. Um, this next Saturday, February 11th, we actually have a prelude to the conference, which is a brunch here in New York. Um, so for those of you who are in the proximity in New York, you know, I, I'm going to say New Jersey because you can just come across the water. You know, all five boroughs, Long Island. Come on, come on over and get you some good brunch. You know, it's not just eggs and bacon. We got a little something for you. Um, but this conference was birthed, um, it was written um, 10 years ago. Um, but clearly, but it wasn't the time to put it out. There some things that I needed to go through as the individual who was given the vision for this particular conference. So as time has progressed itself on, I had to deal with some things. I had a relationship that I literally had to walk away from, a business I had to walk away from. And one day I was getting dressed and I know that I'm destined to be married again because I was married for 11 years. I know I'm destined to be married again, but I said to the Lord, God, if I can be honest with you, I'm not ready right now. I want a little more time. 
Um, Because as I've grown, there are some things that I wanted to kind of get out of the way with the Lord. But there were some things that the Lord had shown me about me that I wanted to work on. I wanted to come to the table prepared and not half prepared. I wanted to come to a table with no expectations that I didn't think the other person can meet on my behalf. I wanted to be real about where I was. And that meant being honest about what my flaws were um, and also what my, my, my strengths were, but also what my challenges were. That's good. That's really good. Um, you know, I think that when we are called to such a unique assignment as marriage and singles, whew, yeah, I believe we got to have a story to tell. I don't think that those who are called to this um this ministry it's not for the faint at heart because absolutely i realize is you go through warfare yourself just to be able to stand in posture for that ministry so um you know to wives that are in waiting you have some experience you've been married so you know what it's like what are you seeing when we look at love in 2023 dating marriage what are you seeing and why is this even more more so passionate for you to really have conferences and events like this? Because when you look at dating and what we're seeing in 2023, what are your thoughts on what we're looking at currently? So I've heard all kinds of conversations and I'm paying attention to the conversations of those who are single, um, male and female. And there are both valid points on both sides. But one of the things that I've realized is that there's no real honest communication between the two parties. Mm. Um, I've heard women who have these lists and you, that lit that let me tell you about that list that list gonna make you hungry and that list gonna make you be sitting a lot of nights at home alone mm. um, because some of those lists are not realistic and they're not realistic because some of us are not in a place to match what the list is mm, and talk about we, it we are putting expectations on people that we ourselves are probably not prepared to meet We're not honest about where we are. We're not honest about what we want. Um, I've seen, um, we're not honest about what we want, but then we're watching TV, we're watching social media and social media has become such an intricate part of our lives that we're looking at people's five minute clips of love and we take all of that and we make it our own. But we don't know what the paradigm of that was and how it got to that point. And if it's even worth getting to that point. So we are now living fairy tales and we're having these dreams and expectations. And we want these exuberant weddings. Um, we want to make sure that everything, everybody know that we got the bag. And we want our friends to know, yo, man, she's the hottest thing going. And girls, we want our friends to know that this dude is everything. But we are broken pieces trying to become whole. And the problem is that we don't take the time to become whole. You know, it says, oh, well, two become one. So, but in order for one, order for a person to become one, that means they have to be a half. Why can't I be a whole? Mm. If we're looking at it from a numeric perspective. And I've looked at my own life. So this is a thing, me fighting, me being single has been a fight. It's been a mental fight. It's been an emotional fight. And Lord knows it's been a physical fight because you know sex is good can i say that absolutely sex is good it's good i have a chandelier ministry you need to get this get you a chandelier ministry 
I'm listen here. Let look, get your little chandelier, get you some wigs, get your little, you know, d- listen, get you some. They're not ready for this type of conversation. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. They're not ready. They want to talk about going to church with dollies in their hands and long skirts, talking about they holy. Listen here. That's all good and well, but he ain't trying to hear nothing about no Bible study and he ain't trying to see no dollies. He's trying to see legs and thighs. Um, and look, come on, because we adults here, and that's the problem. We're trying to be all sanctified as a man. So, sir, you know, what is it you're looking for? Why, well, she got to know God. Dude, when you see her, you ain't asking her if she knows Jesus. Right. Stop that. I don't think a guy's ever asked me that first and foremost. He's like, oh, you look good. You smell good. Right. Oh. Yeah. And the girl's like, well, he has to know God. Well, boo, you're not going to know that because you're in the same proximity or in the same church it means that he knows God. You know, there are imposters. You, you do know yeah. that. Okay. Absolutely. So I think that we need to come to terms. Absolutely. God is the foundation. And God gives us wisdom. And I think sometimes we become dumb. We become spiritually dumb. We mm. come so spiritually deep that we, we we remove ourselves from the realities of life. And I said to a bunch of women and a bunch of men, I said, bro, when you see her, you ain't asking her what the 27 books in the Bible are. You ain't asking her that. You're looking Definitely at her mannerism. You're looking at her face. You're looking at her clothes. You are looking at her hips. Like, let's be honest. God created us to be sexual beings and we're acting like we stuck on stupid parked on dumb and going nowhere and neutral and trying to be deep drowning in a puddle of water I'm over it like lose me with all that y'all making me sick and y'all wearing me out because we, we we will never find what we're looking for because we're putting expectations on ourselves and the demands on God where we are not saying God look you made me in your image therefore you know everything about me you know yes. what I want, but you know greater than what you know greater what I need. Absolutely. And sometimes I think that we need to understand God. I'm a, I'm trusting that you're gonna give me what I want, but it's yes. also gonna encompass what I need. And what yes. I need is is that there's going to be someone who's willing to grow. We are people who live in the moment, and the moment is 60 seconds, and then it's gone, never mm-hmm. to return again. And we keep living and being stuck in the same 60 seconds, wondering why we're not going nowhere and there's no progression. Well, because you stifled it because you're still stuck in the last 60 seconds. Mm. And then we're wondering why. We're wondering why. I don't want a spouse that just now. I want a spouse that I can grow with, that I can expand with. Because life is going to make you have to grow up. Life is going to make you have to look at life differently. Life situations are going to force you to have to make some decisions. Some of them may be uncomfortable and some of them might be right on target. I need somebody who's going to be able to ride the wave with me. I'm going to need homeboy to be able to wear a pair of Ferragamo loafers and some Tim's and still be sexy. Amen to that. And still be sexy. That's what I need right now. Um, that's what I need right now from the people that come that people that I that I engage with and I think that we miss it I think that we shortchange ourselves but one of the thing, key things is, is I think that we've forgotten how to love ourselves in the process because we're so accustomed to being wounded that we're afraid to ex- we're afraid to give ourselves the love that we're willing to give somebody else 
expecting them to provide something for us we don't even know for ourselves that's so good why do you think that the church when it comes to relationships but not even like I find that with churches you're not seeing enough marriage there isn't a lot of singles ministry why do you feel like this is happening it's declining more and more because we know that half the times you go to churches you can't even find a brother in the church yeah no because Mr. Miss, Miss Deacon George you know all he concerned about is the keys on his hip you know because you know he's the he tell everybody get out the church at the Bible study because he won't go home. You know, Deacon George is the one to wear the hot water pants with the bad shoes. Um, you know, Easter Sunday, he come to church with the red suit on with the red matching shoes and the red fedora and talk about he's stepping out. No, I'm only kidding. Um, I think <laughs> what I, this is my perspective. So I want to make sure that this is my perspective based on what I've experienced conversations that I've had with various men and women and just watching the, the watching the momentum of the conversations that I'm hearing especially from men who are not saved I don't hear these conversations very more often with men who are in church I think that sometimes when we become we get in the church we forget that there's life you know we're supposed yeah, to live yeah. a life we need to have balance Nowhere does it say that you forget God because your humanity is yearning for something. I believe mm. in this day and age that the church doesn't talk about something because they don't know how to engage in the conversation from a place that gives people accountability, convicts them, but restores them to a place where they know that this is not the end of life, but there is more to life. That's and because good. we don't have that skill set to have that conversation and we are not honest because once people get these titles and these positions, they forget that there was a before. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that is we, so true. we don't want to tell the kids, listen, I was that snotty nosed little boy that was running around squeezing all the girls butts in Sunday school. We, we don't want to tell that story. We don't want to tell the story that Miss Thing was the hottest thing since cold and, you know, coffee on the pot because she was fast. That's the old for she was, she was sit your fast behind down. She was, she was road runner in the flesh. Mm. We don't want to tell those stories. We want to give people the perception that we've been sanctified our whole life. And here's the caveat. We are judgmental. So let's talk about, let's talk about love. Let's talk about how to bring back love, intimacy, um, back to, well, we've seen the alarming rates of divorce. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it that we can do differently? Not even just a church, because we want to be able to reach anyone that's not in the church. We want to be able to reach, while we know that we're young, flying, safe, we want anyone that's listening to this to be able to say, okay, I'm not in the church. Um, but what is, what's causing these alarming divorce rates? I think because people enter, enter things with a false perception and don't realize that no matter what you do, you're going to have to put some work in. Mm, that's good. And that even with you putting the work in, there's going to be some changes that are going to come. 
Because if you look at your partner, the partner you may have started with 10 years ago, that's not the same partner, but it is the same partner. Yes. Life has happened between the two of you. There have been some things that have altered your possible perspective of what you thought things were opposed to what they really are. Yes, and absolutely. we sometimes don't give room for that. We are expecting things to remain the same because that's what we know. We don't allow ourselves the opportunity to explore things. We don't get we don't allow ourselves to be reinvented to something greater than we were before because change is change makes us afraid. What we yeah. can't control and what we can't dominate, we don't want any parts of. And mm-hmm. I don't want to, if I can't control the change that I'm about to embark on, I don't want it. If I can't navigate it, I don't want to be a part of it. If I can't have a say in how it's going to move, so I don't lose my place of comfortability, and I am not uncomfortable in somebody else's space, I don't want any parts of it. But we also don't want to deal with the things that we keep hidden in our trauma closet. We feel that if we put enough makeup on or we wear enough Gucci and Louis Vuitton that that will drown out the things that have caused us to become the adults that we are. And even those things that happen to us as adults that catapult us into older adults, we don't want to address. And we feel if we dress it up long enough, it'll go away. That's really good. That's so good. That is so awesome because we're seeing even in the church, like you would think, you know, biblically, prayer, you know, that they have the right support, but you're still seeing an increasing amount of divorce even in the church. So what is going on even in the church that you you would think that there would be a better outcome because of the simple fact that um, we're believers. Um, we know a God who's able to do marvelous and wonderful things, but we're still seeing that even in the church, marriage isn't working. So can I say this? Can, 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 as I say, am I free to speak? Absolutely. I think that we put too much emphasis on people on the outside to give us insight to what's happening on the inside when they have themselves have not identified their stuff or they have not come to terms with their things. I'm not saying that you can't have counsel, but before at this point in my life, before someone can counsel me, I need to see proof that intangible proof that they've navigated through some things successfully. And also that there are some things that they failed at. Yes. I don't want someone who's perfect. I need someone who's honest. Absolutely. And I think that we put a lot, again, this level of expectation. And we need to be intentional about those that we look to to help us navigate those very difficult spaces. Let me tell you, since the pandemic, everybody is a life coach. I done seen so many life coaches and coaches. I'm just trying to understand where everybody is going. What you coaching? 
that's all I want to know. A, I'm, I'm serious. I don't, people don't, between that and profits, I think those are the two most highest jobs in demand right now. <laughs> like, you ask me, what's your job? I'm a profit. What you do for a living? I'm a coach. Well, 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 sir, what do you do? I'm a coach. Well, what kind of coach are you? Well, I'm a coach that helps people. What do you, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Wait. But is there anybody that's a teacher? Is there anybody who is someone who's who's just a person? I am. I don't have no title. But the fruit of my life gives me the ability to say to somebody, "Come on, baby, let me let me have a conversation with you. You know you're raggedy." Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying that you don't need to have the credentials. I'm just tired of everybody being a coach, and I don't see nothing manifesting from them coaching. That's good. Because That's if really everybody good. is coaching, then tell me why the mental health numbers are high in our culture. Tell me why, like you said, there's so much divorce rate. There's people at this because the church is preaching everybody to hell. So everybody's like, well, if I'm gonna go to hell, I might as well enjoy myself while I'm going. So I don't need to come to church. I'm just being honest. Because if oh you keep preaching God. me to hell, then why do I need to live right? Because if you're telling me everything I do is going, I'm going to bust hell wide open. Well, let me give me a drink. Let me give me a cigarette. And let me have some. So this way, right. when I bust hell wide open, they give me a party because I'm one of the top. I'm the one of the top contributors to my craft. But we're not loving people in the midst of their brokenness. We're not extending grace to them. We're not telling them, listen, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. Why are we in this space and why do we have a, why are you a repeat offender? Why feel the need to do this? Why do you, what do you feel is pulling you to this space? And, and and say, well, maybe you don't know. Okay, well, now it's time for us to spend some time to have that conversation so we can find the root of the problem. And ultimately, nobody wants to invest the time to do the work, to get the results that they can see that will last and succumb. And there's not a place of them going back. We want to just put our problems in a good microwave. And in 30 Perfect. seconds, it's got a little warmth on it, which means it's getting to a place where I might be able to digest it. So let me put it in for another 30 seconds. I put it in for another 30 seconds. The cheese is almost where I want it to be. But I got to time the next 30 seconds because if I go all the way to the end, there's a possibility I won't have no cheese. I just got to time it right where I can still bite it. The cheese is at the right, right level of being melt. And I can enjoy my sandwich without scolding my tongue. Mm. That's what we want. We want 30 second interludes. We want to meet a dude on at, at we want to meet a dude and have his whole dossier in 2.5 minutes. Girl, bye. That's so true. That's so true. Oh my goodness. See, y'all, this woman right here is dropping some amazing gems. Um, you know, as time is already quickly winding down, I want to pull it back into love self-love when you think of self-love what do, what does that look like and why is that important for women to really embrace self-love before they, they step into these relationships one of the things the hardest things i had to learn was what it meant to love me mm. based on god's view not on man's 
not on TV ads, not on rap videos, not in conversations with my sister girls or women that I've counseled or men that I've counseled because their perception of love is not mine. And I'm understanding that my perception is unique to me because I am unique to me. My circumstances and situations don't make me, I might be relatable to somebody else, but I'm not them. I've had to learn how to love myself to a place where I needed to be kind to me first. I got to be kind to me first because I can't expect to love me when I'm not sure what love is, but I'm not kind to myself. Because being kind, it becomes easy to love. That's amazing. Ooh, my God, I feel God on that one. I had to learn to be kind to myself, which meant I had to extend some grace to me. Because that meant I was going to mess up. I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to trip and fall. I'm going to make some major mistakes. I'm probably going to make some bad emotional decisions. I'm probably not going to be consistent in something. But grace gives me the ability to walk that thing out, not be hard on myself, extend some kindness to myself, which then strengthens the love for myself. I can't expect somebody to do something for me that I cannot do for myself. Absolutely. And I think that we need to get to get to that place of love is to learn how to be kind to ourselves. Not expecting others to be kind to us because people don't know how to be kind. And they mistake kindness and love for the same thing and they're not. They're definitely not. But what do you do to just, you don't know. There are so many people who have gone through trauma. When we look at relationships and all that's going on, there's so many people who have experienced so much trauma. When you look at the trauma that people have gone through, sometimes I feel like women just don't even know. Hence why your conference, my conference, the things we're offering is so important. But can I just tell you, Dr. Brown, people are not showing up for these things. They're not showing up for the conferences. I have a free class out right now. One person signed up and I said, okay, y'all ain't showing up for the free class. You ain't going to show up for the paid class. Well, this is, I think that one of the things, Simone, that we need to remember is that, and I think that that was the hardest thing for me in doing this, this comp, the brunch, especially this conference, is that those who want to really work on themselves are going to invest in themselves because I'm going to invest like we will invest in them red bottoms because we want to be sexy. We're going to invest going to the barbershop. We are going to invest in ourselves. And investing in ourselves is finding a space that allows us to be vulnerable and broken, but ensures that we don't leave that space vulnerable and broken. Yes. We don't leave that space vulnerable and broken. That we leave that space with a reassurance knowing that um, this may be my moment this may be my 60 seconds and how I handle the 60 seconds will dictate my next 60 seconds. Yes. Absolutely. But this, this 60 seconds is not the end. 
I know that this conference that I'm doing, listen here, I'm sure, and I, I believe that there are going to be people that are going to come that I don't know. And you know why? Absolutely. Because there are people who are out there who are saying, I just need a space. Mm-hmm. I need a space that I can go where nobody knows my name. Yes. And I can tell my truth. And those people may not necessarily remember me. But they'll give me the tools that I need to then engage in the work that I need to do so I can get what I need to get. That's good. That's so good. That's so true. Um, that is definitely true. Um, to the woman who is going to feel like I have been single um, for several years and Valentine's Day is fast approaching, um, what advice as we get ready to wind things down? What advice would you give to that woman who's a little bit discouraged and is looking maybe at social media or looking at another year come and is getting ready to pass by and it's like I'm single again on another Valentine's Day? What advice or encouragement would you give to her? Um, I would say because I am she and she is I. I've come to say it's another day. I actually make a joke about it. Because half of you folks don't do nothing all year round. And you wait to the one time a year to go buy the chocolate you wouldn't buy before. And because you now done figured out what Godiva is, instead of Hershey's, you feeling kind of special. Y'all can lose me with all of that. Because I want someone and I look at it, I'm worth the investment of Godiva all year round. I don't just deserve the diver on one day. You don't get Absolutely. to take me to Applebee's and I feel excited. Applebee's is just something that we just want a quick meal. Applebee's is not a treat. And I believe that we need to start doing things for, I, I don't expect anybody to do something for me I don't do for myself. That little turquoise box, me and that little our best friends. I invest in me. So when I meet people, they ain't got to try to figure out who and what I am because I've invested in me. I don't spend a lot of time on a day that I watch people who may not even be together 24 hours after he done bought her some dusty roses from the man on the corner store because he forgot his Valentine's Day or he wants some booty. Or she want a pocketbook and figure if she buy him a, a, a hoodie and, and, a, and a fitted or, you know, she might take him to a restaurant that might have three stars instead of two, that he'll get her that Gucci or Chanel bag she want. Girl, go buy your own stuff. How about you treat yourself out? If you set their standards for what you want and you put yourself in the atmosphere and space of how you expect to be treated, you will gravitate the people who are in that same space who understand who you are. If we keep going to Applebee's, you're going to get bruh who only know Applebee's and is excited to go on on Valentine's Day and Mother's Day and, and Valentine's Day and your birthday. Get you a brother who can't pronounce the words on the menu. Better yet, find you somebody when they take you out. There are no prices on the menu. And not because they're showing off, but because they know their worth and they're trying to understand your worth. And where they met you at, your your presentation is telling them that you're worth something and it ain't no Applebee's. That's good. That's definitely good. 
Well, Dr. Andy, you've come to our time. Um, thank you so very much for chopping it up, chopping it up with us on the Dear Future Husband Wife podcast. Now, how can we reach you? How can we get tickets for this upcoming conference? Um, how can we stay in touch with you? Let the people know how they can find Dr. Nina Brown. I am I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram as Lady and Desi, L-A-D-Y-N-D-E-S-I. Um, you can message me. Um, let me know that you heard the podcast. Um, February 11th is soon approaching. I have a, a couple of seats left for the brunch. Listen, let me tell you about the brunch real quick. We just, we ain't giving you bacon, you know, just eggs. You know, we, we, we gonna put a little spinach in your eggs, little mushrooms, you know, we gonna, we gonna get a little something, some. You know, we gonna put a little maple syrup on your bacon, not too crispy, you know, the thick bacon, not the one that you gotta eat six slices. You know, not that, we're not gonna give that bacon. We gonna give a little sage, sausage, yes, hallelujah. We're going to give you some food. I mean, some finger food. We're going to have um, some of the men preachers that are going to be at the conference to come. Um, and we're going to just let the day go. It's no particular thing. It may be some conversation. It may be some preach word. But it's going to be a prelude to what March 22nd and March March 22nd through the 24th is going to be. It's two intense days of workshops that are designed just for men, workshops that are designed just for women, some real panel discussions, those sexual immoralities and those challenges, um, that self-esteem question, that emotional, uncomfortable space that we don't talk about. I, I want you to come with an expectation to leave some stuff right in New Jersey, to not pick it up and to leave that place saying, you know what? I don't need to be engaged with this one. I definitely don't need to be engaged with that one. Let me change the dynamics of my view so I can see what really is ahead of me instead of looking into a backyard that has nothing to show for it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So y'all make sure you tap in and connect with Dr. Nina Brown. Um, if you're in the New Jersey area, New York area, definitely you don't want to miss this conference. We're just out here trying to help to make a difference. We can't help everybody, but I believe that we can make a difference to somebody. So with that being said, Dr. Nina, thank you again for being a part of the podcast. Uh, we look forward to hearing how phenomenal this conference is going to be. Thank you so much. I look forward. You, you know you can come. It's right by the airport, Newark Airport. I purposely yes. did it that way. So I have people that are flying in from different states to get them right to the hotel shuttle free shuttle 24 hour shuttle come on through come on through let's all have right, some catch and hang out you know cause a little trouble disrupt the hotel and you know so they you know so they'll invite us back again next year come on through come on through all right all right let's see what we can do let's see what we can do all thank right. you simone you're the best thank you. what you do thank you so much